Let's give your parents a call right now. Welcome to episode number 14 of Geeking with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I'm a geeky mom. I've been playing lots of Spider-Man recently, but we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> I'm joined by fellow geeky mom, Regina McMenemy, uh, who is a head geek at the Geek Embassy. Of who, I also write for the Geek Embassy. I forgot to mention that. But anyhow, <laughs> Regina is head geek at the Geek Embassy and the host of the Game on Curl podcast. Hey, Regina. Hey. Uh, and then we're also joined by our resident dad, Stephen Deutzman, who is editor and founder of EngagedFamilyGaming.com and the father of three kids. Hey, Stephen. Hey, what's up? Hey. Anna started school this past week. She did. And you didn't, and you didn't even cry. Much. I didn't. I didn't cry at all. I didn't cry at all. Last year I was a wreck, but this year I didn't cry at all. So That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, even if you did, truth be told, even if you did cry, I wouldn't have judged you. I cry at everything. <laughs> this is true. I've seen this. I cry at literally everything. Um, she saw me. <laughs> how many times did I weep openly while we were at, in L.A. that one time? At least like two yeah, or three. There were a few. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, what do you do? All, it doesn't help that I get ex- that I cry a lot more exhausted. And uh, Regina has seen me more exhausted than everyone on earth except my wife and my LARP team. <laughs> yeah. Because they have seen me at my absolute worst. And I say that because my wife is on my LARP team. So, like, she's definitely oh, seen it. Okay. But, like, she's seen me on, like, three hours of sleep, 12 hours of convention, three days in a row. Mm-hmm. And, and, angry, and, and angry at my co-owner. Like, yeah. all at once. <laughs> oh, and jet lag. And jet lag. Which she had the advantage of not having to deal with. I was, she was the only like, person Whatever, here. bro. <laughs> it was great. We're in my time zone. Yeah. Who wants to go party? And they're like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So nice. Um, so I wouldn't judge. And I'm glad that I'm glad that your daughter is in school. Is she enjoying school? Uh sort Ooh. of. Ooh. She, yeah, she takes after my husband. He was not crazy about school either, which is really, I can't relate to it at all because I yeah. really like school. And sometimes know. she just like, just doesn't tell us things. Like for instance, like they're doing these, these little things where they're cutting out little pages and putting together these little books. And so there was a note that came home. She gets a folder from her teacher, comes home every day with like news and any worksheets sure. or whatever she's done and there's yeah. a note in there like the second day it's like if you want to send an empty cereal box i can make that into a little library for your kids um little books and then anna was like we got a cereal box out to give to her and anna's like no no they were using smaller cereal boxes and isaac and i were like well how did the kids know to bring in cereal boxes on the second day if the note just came and she's like Oh, well, the teacher said something. We're like, why didn't you tell us that? Why did that information not make it to uh, us? If I, if I may, because she's five. <laughs> yeah, six. she's not five. She's six. Six, but oh. still, I'd say the but same. Other, but the other um, kids were bringing them in. Yeah. So, um, yeah. You don't know all of, you don't know that all of them did. Yeah. Two yes, I know. might have. Right. Um, okay. I have a 12 year old, and he doesn't tell us nothing. <laughs> Yeah. So, by the way, we we're supposed to be at school tonight, right? <laughs> it's back to school yeah. night tonight. You gotta go. We gotta go to back to school night tonight. Yeah, yeah. That's kind yeah. of that's the kind of stuff we get. My mm-hmm. uh, the general is currently selling tickets at a soccer game mm. in the rain. 
I don't, I'm not sure how many tickets that she's going to sell, but whatever. She gets paid to do it either way. I think you should just, you just got to give her a little bit of a break. She's six. Yeah. She's definitely not going to disclose everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And it's going to make you really angry. It does make me really angry and, because she doesn't, it's not like she doesn't, she doesn't disclose like everything. She doesn't disclose anything. I'll like pick her up and be like, oh, what did you do today? Uh, well, we had recess and then we went to lunch and then we had lunch recess and then we had snack recess and then I went to champions, which is the after school care thing. And I'm like, I, th- you did more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm confident that you did more than that, but yeah, well, I'm, well, I'm finding this too, uh, since our daughters are not that far apart in age, yeah. uh, we had a really rough transition back this fall, <laughs> <laughs> um, with like, it, it hasn't ever really been an issue. Iris thankfully takes after me and does like going to school for the most part, which is yeah. good. But after our Oops. epic trip, this summer and spending uh, half her time with me, it's just been, it's been hard. And the transition was really hard. And um, to the point where I emailed her teacher and I'm like, is there anything I can do to make this easier? Because <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like I'm helping in this situation. And she's just, she said she was going to do some stuff in school. And my part of my concern is she's got a new little boy. It's a multi-age room. So there's a little mm-hmm. boy who's only two He's just about three, I think, yeah. at this point. So he's younger. So she started to cry and he started to cry. And then it was like the domino effect. Of oh, like no. All right. of them started with like the separation anxiety after all this. So I was like, oh, God, it's like becoming this thing. So it and it's eased up. Thankfully, I'm going to knock on wood because I had some like really rough mornings. But yeah, one of the things like I've stopped asking that question, like, what did you do um, to be too broad? Because mm-hmm. I think that like it just gets it's just an overwhelming question, and then they fall yeah. on doing as being leaving the classroom, right? Where you hear about yeah. recess or whatnot, and have tried to focus it on like, oh, um, did you have an activity you worked with a partner? Did you, right. you know, um, what did you do for what did you eat at snack time or something like that? That's yeah, a little yeah. more specific. Mm-hmm. And then today, my four year old says, "Oh, we started division yesterday." <laughs> wow unprompted by me, not like, you know, probing. Cause I've stopped asking like those questions. Like, what do you yeah. do? And just, Oh, we started division and I started working on division and it's so fun. And I'm like, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. You're doing yeah. division at four, which I, I know I didn't do it for, but yeah, no. you're doing division. That's great. So cool. you know, I don't know if that helps any, but sometimes it is like, yeah. Pulling, pulling on different threads, like the two general, you're like pulling on the whole day. You're like, yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. One of yeah. the little books that they put together on the first day of school was like, it was like a first day of school book. And it was like, this is what I'm looking forward to the most mm-hmm. this year at school. And they had like a little blank where they could fill it in. <laughs> and right. Anna filled in lunch with three <laughs> exclamation points. <laughs> Listen, I mean, girl, same. Right. <laughs> okay. So Maggie does the same shenanigans where it'll be like, what did you do in school today? I forget. Right. So you can't have forgotten literally everything that you did. Stop. Right. No, I forget, Daddy. Okay. <laughs> did you did you have a special? No. Okay. I know you did because there's a special every day. Did you have do you remember what you had for lunch? No. And I'm like, but I it was just three hours ago. So <laughs> what I'm saying is it'll 
it's it's normal and it'll be okay. <laughs> but give the kid a break because if she's not super exuberant, then it's appropriate to be kind of douchey right now. <laughs> okay. And by the way, it doesn't get any better because man, is Evan the worst. <laughs> Oh man! Is that, did, I, did we? Are we helping? Oh yeah. <laughs> By the way, it doesn't go away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. It's just hard for me to relate to her because I was yeah. always really excited about school yeah. and wanted to talk about everything that I did. And it's funny because I was kind of asking Isaac because he wants her to do well. Like he did not right. do well in school. I mean, he was super smart, but he got like C's. Yeah. Like he was like average as far as like classroom stuff goes. Yeah. Um, like, and he didn't even graduate from college. So, uh, so he's like very much like her. And I'm like, well, what would have helped you, you know, do things different when you were in school? And he's like, mm, nothing. I'm like, well, that's, en- that's encouraging. I guess there's nothing we can do about this situation then because I have no idea. <laughs> well, okay. I, I can, I am the same. I think Isaac and I would be like homies. Um, I really do. I mean, I've met the guy. I think he he and I would get along quite well. Um, so, um, I, if I may provide some feedback, because I was also the same, I like to think I'm relatively smart. Um, (laughs) and I did not do super well. I finished in the bottom half of my class Mm -hmm. and, um, I, and I did not graduate from college. Um, which is presenting its own series of problems for me right now. Um, <laughs> but whatever, we'll, we'll be fine. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so the thing, the thing that would have likely helped was um, having both of my parents like give, give a damn in a not mm-hmm. get angry at me for not right. doing homework, but like expressing mm-hmm. interest in what I did. Yeah. Because the reality is um, my, and I, I mean, I love my parents they were super involved, but academically, they did not have time. Mm. So everything was, did you do your homework like three weeks ago? Oh, right. <laughs> and like, you know, it was like when it was time for report cards, it's like, oh, you didn't do your homework. You know, now you're grounded. Rather than talking to me and getting me, you know, making good habits and being a part of it. Yeah. Also, like, they never went to any of my sports games because they couldn't. Oh. Oh, okay. But I was going to say, that's fair, so To be yeah. fair, they couldn't. And also, like, I very rarely played because I was not terribly good. But, like, <laughs> when I wrestled, I played – I mean, I wrestled every match. They went to one thing because they were busy, right? Yeah. So, like, but that was a choice on their part. Mm-hmm. And so I think that being active – and this is just being engaged. Holy crap, look at me using my buzzwords. Like, I think <laughs> being engaged in that part <laughs> – Help, help right because she yeah. knows that you give them yeah um but it, the, and i would not tell her i i would avoid bringing up the fact that isaac doesn't have his degree right if you yes. think it's important that she has one because he has like <laughs> by all accounts like a pretty kick-ass job yes um I would be, I am super jealous of his job right now. (laughs) Um, And so if she knows that she can have this like kick-ass thing, which is true, you totally can. But if the goal is to have her do that, 
Yeah. Letting her know that there are other routes or at the very least having him talk to talk about how hard it was. Cause I'm sure he had a tough road to hoe to get where he is. I mean, he works hard. I'm not yeah. saying he has it easy. He works very hard in multiple continents. So, yes, you know, so, I mean, that's my, that, that is my advice. And that's my okay. advice to all of our listeners also mm-hmm. like yep. be engaged with your children in all facets of their life. Granted being engaged doesn't mean being intrusive as the internet is reminding me, but you know, get involved, talk to them, but yeah. like, give a shit. I think I posted, give something. Shit. I, I posted something on Facebook the other day that was about like a little kid trying to tell his mom about, or his grandmother, mom or grandmother, caregiver about a video game that he was playing. I was so mm-hmm. excited about it. And she's like, Oh, that's nice, honey. Oh, I don't get it. Whatever. Let's move on. And not really like showing that like genuine interest. And mm-hmm. a little goes a long way. Like you don't have yeah. to be like, you know, super over the top about it, but just mm-hmm. anything where, I mean, you know, I will, I will fully admit to having, you know, YouTube watch my daughter when I make dinner sometimes. And, you know, we don't mm-hmm. have anybody, you know, I'm on my own or whatnot and she'll be on YouTube and then she'll be so excited to talk to me about the unboxing video that she watched. Now, Mind you, I think unboxing videos can be like some of the most boring content ever. Like I don't, I do not really understand it, Uh, but she's so into it. She's so into telling me about it because it's something she knows about that I don't know about. And Uh so being able to step back and just say, that's really great. I'm so excited. You know, you appreciated that. I love that. You love that thing as Steven loves to say, I'm glad it makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. No, I mean, there's a reason I use that phrase. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm happy that it makes you happy. Um, yeah. Also, like, it is a rare treasure to be taught by your child. Yes, mm, like important. that's that's something that I think mm-hmm. a lot of folks don't on um, and like kids. We expect our kids to teach us new math, right? And get just super annoyed by it and whatever, right? <laughs> right. Um, and even though you shouldn't, because new math is amazing. Um, but that's a that's a that's fight another, another topic. Time. Yeah. 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 But <laughs> I, I fight. You guys have seen me fight it out on the Facebook. Yeah. I fight it out all the time. But the, um, but like, it's a rare treat to have someone have a child, have our child teach us something that they care about. Like mm-hmm. they do school because they know it's their job. And even if they are enthused or not, like they do it because they have to. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, but it's not some, it is rarely something that they show genuine enthusiasm for, right? Like they might be like cool with it. Like very rarely is it like, holy crap, dad, check out these math mountains, like, <laughs> you know, but yeah. um, like when my kids teach me about where is the best place to land in Fortnite, <laughs> they are, e- even if I think they might be wrong, <laughs> like they are, you know, like having that discussion right. is like they get to teach us. And mm-hmm. that's a skill too. like learn, you know, our kids learning how to impart knowledge mm-hmm. is, you know, that's not something we are just innately good at, you know, being able to communicate that stuff. So yeah. I-, I love it, man. Like there's yep. something, I mean, I love it when my kids find new yep. games or, you know, this okay. Fortnite thing, uh, they have played dozens of hours more than I have easily at this point collectively maybe even a hundred more mm. and and i'm super and like they teach me every time i pick up a controller and, or every time i watch them and i'm i love it you know like just embrace it 
And it sounds yeah. so dumb, right? Like, oh man, my kid's five. What are they going to teach me? Let me tell you oh, yeah. about Listen. how much I learned about blind bags from Cookie Swirl C. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yep. you know what? Now, admittedly, her content, you know, I appreciate her stuff from a very different level because I think that woman is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, thing. I want to meet her. <laughs> I want to high five her and be like, way to make a million dollars opening you know like and she doesn't even buy those toys it's so crazy to me but anyway um let your kids teach you is uh this is our before we get into the nerd Uh, stuff this is our parenting advice piece but i love it i mean let our kids teach us it is yeah super important oh yeah pax was not this past weekend but the weekend before pax west um that i went to with my family uh it was pax it was not much different than it ever is (laughs) We're just talking about this. Yeah, it um, uh, it was uh, disappointing because nothing really stood out to me. And usually, I will find at least one thing that I think is really, really cool, and nothing really stood out to me, which was kind of disappointing. Um, I played kind of a cool little cooperative game with Anna that I cannot remember the name of, but um, you played as like two little blobs of like jelly type thing. And one's orange and one's green and, you know, typical puzzle stuff, like only the green one can jump on the green platforms and, you know, stuff like that, but it was fun and it was cute and she really liked it. Um, And then I played uh, a puzzle game called, God, what's it called? It was called Wilmot's Warehouse, which was actually kind of cute too. Um, and then we waited in line to play Overcooked too, even though the game's already out, but Anna really wanted to play it. She loves that game, but she's very bad at it. Um, but she still thinks it's funny and loves it. So we waited in line to play that game. Which game? Overcooked too. Oh, damn. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, so yeah, so that was PAX. It was, uh, I mean... It was disappointing. I was, yeah. I was hoping to to find something else, but yeah, there wasn't that, a lot. That was the discussion we had was we're ready to go back to PAX because <laughs> <laughs> we've been gone for like five years, I think, for yeah. four years, four years since I've been to PAX. Um, and I think I needed about that time. I went to like five in a row, and yeah. that was essentially what I was saying. This was when we were coming home from Rose City this past weekend, like it felt like when I went to PAX every year, like you don't, there's not enough change between the games. Games don't evolve that fast Yeah. um, for you not to be seeing kind of the same things again. And the booths look the same. And sometimes they're even using like the same stuff from like presenting the year before. So I feel like by this point I could go and actually like enjoy myself again. Like it was new again because I've been gone for so many years from it. But I think PAX is one of those where it's like, it's really hard to like carry that like enthusiasm year to year. Yeah. Yeah. I actually only went two days because I was kind of sick over the weekend. But anyhow, um, Anna got Isaac to dress up as Noct again. So he cosplayed as Noct <laughs> on the day that I didn't go. Um, that was one thing that was funny too, is they were, they had like some type of, mod edition of Final Fantasy 15 that Anna oh. stopped and played. The PC version. <laughs> yes, it was the PC version. She had one of the characters was in a hot dog costume. Yep. Um, one had a chocobo on his head. Uh, there's all kinds of crazy things. So she had a lot of fun messing the, around with those costumes. There's a PC mod that turns all of them into the Power Rangers. 
<laughs> and it's amazing. Because <laughs> um, if you think about it, they're powering. I mean, it, it works. Like, I mean, it works. I saw it and I was like, oh man. And like, it plays the, the go, go power ranger song. Like, which <laughs> I don't know if either of you know what that song sounds like, but it means a lot to me. Um, and so like, it plays that me, it like puts that music into the combat. And I'm just like, oh my God, I want this on PC. Just so I can play the game with them only as Power Rangers, and, and that would be my head cannon. Like my head cannon is I'm playing Power Rangers, um, the Power Rangers 15. I would be so down with that. Bots <laughs> make everything better. I want to play Final <laughs> Fantasy 15, where everybody's, where all the characters are Power Rangers, and all the monsters sound like R- Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> so, I mean, tell me you guys have not seen the Skyrim mod where they turn all the dragons into Macho Man. Yes, yes, I've seen that. Oh my god, so the dragons come by and they roar and they're like, ooh, yeah. (laughs) It's the the absolute best, because it's so stupid. (laughs) Um, You guys know I love absurd things, so... Yes. Yeah, the Bethesda community is really good about that type of stuff. You find some really crazy mods for Bethesda Thomas the Tank. Thomas the Tank for replacing all the dragons or all the horses. So yes. you're playing Skyrim and you ride a horse and it's Thomas the Tank. Yeah. There was God. one for Fallout. Um, pretty sure it was Fallout 3 that put top hats on all of the creatures. Uh, um, absolutely. That sounds <laughs> amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so Regina was at Rose City Comic Con the past yeah. weekend. So how was that? Uh, it was great. We had a good time. Um we had press passes. We didn't have a panel this year because I forgot to get my act together and get a panel submitted. Um, Friday was a half day, so we showed up uh, sort of midday Friday. Mm-hmm. And um, who did I see on Friday? We went to – oh, did we go? No, we were well, – okay, so Val Kilmer was one of the headliners, and mm-hmm. um, he canceled his panel apparently at the last minute. <laughs> Oh, so we showed up for the panel that wasn't because he wasn't there. Uh, so that was the only time we were in the panel room that day. Uh, we did get to see David Tennant on a Saturday morning um, for his panel, and he was fantastic. Um, and I'm not a big Whovian, uh fan. Oh, but, I was about um, to say, who the hell is that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh he's a, he's a Doctor Who guy. Okay, <laughs> he's the tenth Doctor. I learned, um, and he does not like it when you step up to Mike and say um, he is your second favorite Doctor. Because uh, <laughs> he almost stormed off the stage. Uh, you would probably recognize him, Stephen, from Harry Potter, as he was Barty Crouch Jr. Oh. Harry Potter. Oh, okay. Um, and he actually gave that look. He has a very specific look in that, like, yeah. phrase, like, look. So when yeah. the person stepped out. Was he doing hearing, the tongue thing, though? Yes, little... he did the tongue oh, thing. Did he? Like, <laughs> yes. When when he, somebody said, you're my second favorite doctor, and he, like, stormed off the stage. <laughs> and he, like, stuck his head back in and did, like, the look with, like, this tongue sticking. <laughs> nice. All right. <laughs> nice. He was so random. He was just all over the place. It was great. I love when there's lots of personality in the like celebrity yeah. panels when they're willing to kind of open up and like show you a little bit of who they are and when they appreciate their fans and he was all yeah. over it and it was packed like they were squeezing us into the seats and asking us to make sure to close up all the gaps because so many people wanted to come in and see him so yeah he was great i saw felicia day speak um she was really fun 
Um, I got a whole bunch of, I think I put a picture you guys probably saw of my favorite piece of um, art that I got, (laughs) which is Dr. (laughs) Strange with his cape sort of trying, attempting to undress him for breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) It was really funny because I saw this, this guy had like three of these, like, because it's like um, reminiscent of bombshell art, right? That was on like Uh the sides of like the, the, um, the bombers in World War II, but right. it's, you know, superheroes. And so he had one with Star-Lord sort of on his back when like a hat in like short shorts and with, you know, um, the cassette tape and he was just kind of looking all coy and it was just, <laughs> they were really funny. And I saw them and I didn't get it when I first went by. And um, if you've ever been to a, a Comic-Con and you fall in love with a piece of art, be aware Got of it. Yeah. You might not, it might not be there when you come back. And so I waited because we were ju- we had just gotten there and I'd just seen him. And I, I said to the guy, I'm like, I really like him, but I'm, I'm still on like my first go through. And he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And so when I came back around, I found out that this was the last copy of it. So um, I feel like I really <laughs> scored on that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I got that. I was with Dante and Isabella. Um, I did a fantastic interview that will be the next episode of Game on Girl with Jamie, uh, the CEO and founder of Espionage Cosmetics, um, which is a Tacoma, I think they're in Tacoma company. Um, they make geeky nail wraps. Um, so I have, she gave me some free ones from The Last Unicorn and I got an Aurora Borealis design. Mm, um, cool. The funniest thing was that I, so Nicole, you probably know they usually sponsor Geek Girl Con. Yeah. Right. So there's usually like a pack of nail things in the bags, the goodie yeah. bags. At Geek Girl Con. And so I had had a pack of them. So while we were listening to uh, Felicia Day, I was actually sitting there before them, before my interview with Jamie. I was in the panel, like putting on <laughs> nail wraps <laughs> so I could have them on during the interview. And I sat down for the interview and Jamie looks at me and she's like, oh, I see you're an OG fangirl. And I was like, um, I guess. And she's like, I've run every, um, every, um, run of our our um nail wraps i've been in Uh in charge of she's like so i can tell you that those nail wraps are five years old (laughs) (laughs) nice like what she's like yeah and i said well they were in my in my drawer i said i'm I'm assuming that they probably came from geek girl con she's like yeah um she's like but it's really heartening to me to see that my product lasts long enough that five years later you can still wear So if anybody has held on to nail wraps from Geek Girl Con, they're still good. <laughs> yeah, cool. I have them yeah. somewhere. Like I said, they get they give you like you walk by the booth and they give you like a free pack like mm-hmm. all the time. So yeah. they're really um, good about promotion. She's really great. She was really she had a really interesting story to tell. I'm really looking forward to putting the episode out because I'm hoping uh, the sounds. It, she sounds good. It's a live recording. Live recordings always suck. Right. Um, so she sounds good. I sound kind of terrible on it, but I really wanted to make sure we could hear her more than me. Um, right. So, um, but keep an eye out for that. Actually, it'll probably be about, about the same time this is. So cool. Listening to this uh, episode is probably available as well. Spider-Man. Everybody's talking about Spider-Man for good yeah. reason. It's so good. <laughs> um, listen, I, I I'm going to say, I mean, it's, it's, it's my game of the year so far. Yeah. Um, I don't even have a mind, list this year, Steven. You haven't said that like for every game. Right. Because, right. because you, you grilled me so much. 
but also also you know what here's the thing like this year really this year has not been that ridiculous right mm-hmm. like last year i had i mean last year opened with the legend of Zelda breath of the wild and horizon zero dawn yeah. i mean that was the beginning of the year. That was March, and it, and the hits the hits really didn't stop. And the the issue is a lot of the bigger games, God of War, for example, um, Red Dead. Um, you know, those are all games that are kind of off my radar. You know, I can't have God of War be the engaged family gaming game of the year, right? So, like, right. as much as I love it, um, there's just no way. So I am, uh, yeah, I'm, I. What percentage of the way through Spider-Man are you? Not very much at all. I played through like the first level, sort of like the tutorial level type thing. Okay. A couple days ago, then I played about four and a half hours yesterday. Um, So, yeah, no, not terribly far. I haven't unlocked fast travel yet. Isaac's like, do do the story missions first so you can unlock fast travel. I play for four hours and I'm like, I've done all these missions. I haven't unlocked fast travel (laughs) How many do um, I actually have to do? Well, I mean, Google that. Why has yeah, he played it? Oh, yeah, he's been playing it like nuts. He's been playing it every night. Um, he has an Anna watching watching it with him because she kept asking. She's like, "In the movies, is Spider Man still in high school?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I think he is." Well, he's not in high school in the game. I'm like, okay, he's definitely not. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> that was a problem for my kids too. Oh like, yeah, a different timeline. They were like. Yeah. What timeline is this? Is this part of this? And I'm like, guys, this is a different continuity. This yeah. is the movie. And they're like, how are we supposed to know that? And I'm like, look at the white spider on his chest. And they're like, so we're supposed to tell th- that it's a different continuity from the costume for the guy who wears a different costume every comic event? And I was like, Evan, shut up. <laughs> um, so I'm probably, I mean, it, I'm, I think I'm about 60% of the way through. Mm. Um, but I, I really have been doing like a lot more of the side missions because flying, like, here's the thing, um, flying around and swinging around New York city is bananas. Good. It is um, in the beginning of the game. But I don't know if Isaac has told you that as you level up a Kate event uh, over time, it just gives you speed increases. Mm-hmm. So you just go faster naturally. Yeah. Um, also, like you just unlock new, like you know, as you unlock new powers because you just need to put the skill points somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like you get some crazy stuff that you can do. So when you're like, I oh, I need to travel three thousand some odd meters to get to wherever I'm going, which is obviously you would fast travel there. Mm-hmm. I I fast travel only when I know that I have to do something. Mm. Um, at like not within the game like if I just need to go there and I've got plenty of time I will absolutely just fly there and Mm. just go nuts because the flying a spider or you know it feels like flying web swinging a spider-man is amazing it is Um, I uh, did you see uh, Brian Altano's advice on Twitter on how best to play spider-man no I did not Um, he suggested and I did it today for the first time and I will never play it a different way. Um, I went into the options and I turned down the music uh-huh. and I opened up the Spotify app and I uh, found uh, he found a playlist that was all 90s hip hop. 
Okay. <laughs> um, and so I, so it basically replaces the soundtrack with like Wu Tang and Notorious B.I.G. I know it's not your thing, no. um, but it's amazing because <laughs> I'll just be fighting dudes and all of a sudden like Wu Tang Clan comes on and I'm just beating dudes up as Spider Man and swinging around New York with Wu Tang Clan as the soundtrack is a special feeling that I never thought I would be able to experience ever. Um, and it's great. I can't do it with my children at home because there's a lot of curses. Yeah. But um, it's so a bit, man, either way, that, that's just a funny aside. The game is so good. Um, you know, the story is a Spider-Man story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't expect a ton of stuff and it's got the cheesy one-liner type stuff all the way oh, through man, it too. So yeah. Good. <laughs> of course, of course, I love his his sarcasm. Um, I want shout out to uh, Laura Bailey, uh, the actress that does MJ. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this continuity, Spider Man and MJ are adults who are not together, right? And their relationship and the like the trials of their relationship and the fact that she knows who he is. Mm-hmm. So like they broke up and she knows his secret. Yeah. Um, which adds a certain layer of tension to the, Oh, my, my ex happens to be a news reporter and could absolutely publish my identity in the bit daily bugle and get mm-hmm. me killed. Like that adds like that extra layer of tension when you're like kind of bantering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And, the um so shout out to her and the voice actor like i don't even know who the voice actor is that plays peter parker i don't care um because she's so good um they really make it a believable relationship and i want to know how it goes and i desperately want him to not screw it up he keeps keeps screwing it up spoiler alert dudes do that that. um but it's so like they occasionally will communicate via text message and the text right. messages will appear on the screen. Like yep. just the, vi- like just the direction on that. Like he's like swinging his Spider-Man just, boop, boop, and then just the text messages will pop up and he's just texting while he's swinging. swinging. So amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, I, I cannot recommend this game more to anyone that is listening. If you have a PS4 and are even vaguely interested in Spider-Man, um, this is a great game to play. It is not an easy game to play. Um, you know, but I think that it is great. Yeah. Do you disagree? Not, Do you think- no, I don't think it's, uh, well, I don't know. I always pick the easiest difficulty. I haven't found it really challenging at all. Like there have been a couple of combat sequences I've had to do more than once, but not a lot. Um, and I'm still just getting used to like, like I kept forgetting to bring up my gadget wheel type thing, which is like a hallmark of insomniac games is that yeah. you've got some type of weapons or something that you have a wheel that you bring up and choose them from. And I actually only have the one um, gadget besides the traditional web slinger thing. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think it's hard at all. I was concerned that um, swinging around was going to be more difficult than it is, but it's super easy um the combat just makes sense again if you're familiar with um insomniac games it's really kind of the same type of deal there um but no i don't think it's difficult at all um, i don't like think that it's hard on, on the easy easiest what i mean is i mean it is there's a lot of buttons to push and there's a lot yeah. of systems so like for example as part of my testing i let my kids play um mm-hmm. and so the younger two had no interest um, and that's fine because it's rated T. So, um, yeah. but I, 
you know, um, Evan helped purchase it for us um, with some gift cards, right? Just, you know, full disclosure, I don't get review copies from Sony. Um, and they, uh, so he bought it. And so he was like, I want to turn. And I really didn't have much recourse. So we gave right. him a turn. And he struggled a little bit with the opening sequence um, just mm-hmm. because there's a lot of different systems going on. And also, he did not play Batman. Um, oh. And I think that the... Um, it, while it's not specifically like, you know, one for one Batman or um shadows of mordor like it's not those two games it's close enough that like i really you know especially when you're fighting like 15 guys mm-hmm. um you're it's you're using that only there are a couple of extra spider-man themed moves that you can use um yeah. and if you've never played one of those games it can be a little overwhelming yeah um, but I think it's a great introduction to bat like if you play spider-man then definitely go find the batman Arkham City or Batman uh, Arkham Asylum remaster and go play that. Yeah. Uh, because if you can play do the Spider-Man combat, then you can do the Batman combat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's actually sort of like, um, sort of like God of War a little bit too, because you've got the combos going on. Isaac was surprised uh, when he started playing it. He thought the, that the um, combat was not going to be as deep as it was. So like he wasn't expecting to have to dodge as much as you have to judge in order oh, to do man. this appropriately. Yeah. So they punch you in the yeah. face repeatedly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Regina, um, where, where are you at with your opinions on Spider-Man just in general? I like Spider-Man like the character. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Cause it's I cool. know that you have not played this game and no. do not have a PS4. Nope. So I'm just, but I'm just, I didn't know if you gave, gave a damn about Spider-Man. No, Spider-Man's, you know, I liked homecoming. Um, I like his character in the Avengers. Um, I am not a big, like, I haven't sought out Spider-Man. Like, I missed all of, almost all of, is it Tobey Maguire's run? Uh, yeah. I think I saw the first one, and then I skipped the rest of them. You're probably um, okay. Yeah, which I'm not mad about at all, or feel like I missed out on much of anything from what I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, the third yeah. one was, the third one was really bad, but I really liked the first two, because the second yeah. one, um, the script was actually written by Michael Chabon the author. So oh, it had yeah. some really good lines in there, but the third That's one was. Cool. Yeah. So, so he's, you know, it's one of those characters who like my, I think he's cool and everything. Um, yeah. But it's not one of those that I like, I seek out or I have like a high interest in I like, you know, there's yeah. fair. Yeah. Fair. Yep. I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, Isaac was always like, Spy- like, who cares? Like, why are you wanting to play a Spider-Man game? And I'm like, it's insomniac. Like, <laughs> Sunset Overdrive was awesome. Ratchet and Clank is awesome. Like, you know, they know what yeah. they're doing as far the as the game house and, more than anything else. Yeah, yeah, they're really fun games. So, yeah. This, then, is, this absolutely is the spiritual successor to Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, for sure. And I'm fine with it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's super good. Um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider comes out this week. I'm like, man really i i think i'm i i'm not gonna wait well maybe i will wait i will be playing shadow of the tomb raider but i'm not gonna buy it right away because i want to play through spider-man first and i don't really want to rush through one or the other and there's nothing really coming after shadow of the tomb raider that i'm really dying to play so i think i'll be good there yeah 
but yeah, we got like for me, like three. I mean, I haven't played it yet, but I'm assuming Shadow of the Tomb Raider is going to be good. Everything that I've seen so far says that it's good. Then I've got three big games that I really, really like um, this year. So um, it'll probably be difficult for me to pick um, to pick a game of the year this year. So I mean, I listen. I, I, it feels like it's already been made for me, even though, I mean, it really depends on how much my family really digs into Smash. Um, um, but Megan, but for, for us, it's very limited. I mean, the next thing that comes out that we really give a damn about is Mega Man 11, mm. which the demo came out, and it is good, but it is it punches you in the face hard. You know, <laughs> okay. as, as Mega Man does. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh man. So yeah, so Spider-Man, go buy it. Uh man, I just uh wish Shadow of the Tomb Raider came out later because it's like I want to play it right away, but I want to get through Spider-Man first. Um, but let's see, so other gaming news here. Uh there was a new trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3 that dropped earlier this week. It was. Um as part of TGS. Yes, the trailer. Just you know, is in Japanese, but there are subtitles. Square Enix USA did post it. Um, so, uh, so it's like Big Big Hero Six. That was the first time we've seen Big Hero Six, right, Stephen? Um, in the game. So we knew Big Hero Six is in it. However, mm. we the only thing we had was concept art. Mm. Um, so we didn't have a um, like we didn't have gameplay. Like we didn't have you know. Um, and it looked great. I mean, now I'm I'm pretty hyped for it. I mean, as I've everybody knows. So, but the uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> this was it, it. They looked. I mean, what's great? They looked like the dudes from the movies. Yeah. I mean, like this is one of those things where they made the characters from the movies. Yeah. And put them in a game, and they're gonna fight shadow monsters with Donald and Goofy and some anime kid. Right. Yeah. It's super weird. I don't care about this game at all, but we'll be getting it because Anna will love it because it's Final Fantasy meets Disney. So, yep. yeah. And I guarantee you, Noctis will be in it somewhere. Oh, okay. I guarantee you, Noctis <laughs> will be in it somewhere. Well, all right, you know what? Yeah, I guarantee you, Noctis will be in it somewhere. All right. Somewhere. He Are might we just betting? be like. Are we betting on this? <laughs> I don't bet. You know what? Interesting enough, um, I moved my computer upstairs. Because uh, my my office is no longer in my basement; it is now in my bedroom again. Um, yeah. You guys can't tell because I have the screen behind me. Um, because now my wife would triple kill me. The I just deleted Star Stables off of my <laughs> Mac because I just realized like I was cleaning it up and I was like, oh man, this is running a little slow. Oh, maybe I should delete some of these old games, and one of them was Star Stable. So no, I'm not betting, <laughs> but. Um, Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy 15 were being developed at the same time for so long. Right. Um, I, I, I would be really stunned if they didn't put Noctis in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I'm trying, I'm trying to weasel you into a bed again. I know. Nope. <laughs> I keep trying to help you, but you know what? Um, he hears what that word and he's just like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> Um, here's my, my response to that. Uh, like you, you ruined that. You poisoned that well <laughs> by being a major jerk uh, and making the star stable. 
you could have been a little nicer. Well, and then maybe you would have had more bets to do. But no, you <laughs> you burned down I, the barn, you know? You know what? I didn't know if I was going to get another chance. And, you know, you just presented me with a perfect opportunity. So I took advantage of it. I get that. What are you but, do? you know, this is what you get for being – This I tell my kids this all the time. That's what you get for being a troll. But, I mean, it makes total sense that they would put Noctis in there. If Noctis isn't in there, Lightning will absolutely be in there. But I think Noctis makes sense. I mean, he's he's in Tekken, for Christ's sake. Right. He's in Tekken. I mean, if they're going to put Noctis in Tekken, they can put him in Kingdom Hearts. Even if he's just sta- – and I mean, literally, he could just be standing around in, you know, like the corner of some town. Speaking mm-hmm. of just standing around, did you see that Greg Miller's shirtless Spider-Man is in, is in Spider-Man? Oh, I didn't know it was in Spider-Man, but I saw the whole thing going on. Oh, they totally put him in there. He's in, <laughs> you'll, you're going to, so I'm going to tell you this because I don't want to spoil it. Um, You're going to get to a part where it will be very obvious that it would be an easy opportunity to put Greg Miller with no shirt on in it. <laughs> Look around and you'll find it. <laughs> oh man Greg Miller with no shirt man it's it's just funny that that is still a thing dealt with that so much at IGN you, honestly, not, not really, that's a terrible thing to say it was not it was not like totally inappropriate like sexual harassment type stuff but at the same time it happened a lot anyhow I mean yeah it's, it's a thing <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh oh well so that's interesting um stan lee's um cameo was funny i was not expecting that me either oh my god he had a cameo in there. he has a cameo in the game yes yeah. in oh, the that's game. awesome yeah he, i love him he runs like a restaurant you know what yeah. i'm i'm getting afraid like more and more afraid as the days go by like of how sad I'm gonna be. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Movie and and I realized that there was no. So I mean, inevitably, it's gonna happen, right? Like yeah, I yeah. know they've been planning ahead because they're yeah. not stupid. Yeah, but still. Um, and you know, I'm sure they filmed yeah. like some really generic ones too. Yeah. And I'm sure that they'll reuse whatever footage they can, and you know, like I- whatever, but. I was really glad I got to see him at Rose City Comic Con last year. Cool. And he was just, it was really funny because the the hostess who sits up there and kind of like, you know, hosts the panels and whatnot mm-hmm. had to sit like right next to him because he just, his, his hearing was so bad. Oh. So she sat like right next to him and like, you know, fielded all the questions. And I was just, so I have time hop and I see, you know, all my old posts. And so I had my old, my old posts about uh, Rose City last year came up today and um, I was talking about Stan Lee and there were just droves of people who got in line to talk to him to just like literally say thank you mm-hmm. because, you know, he his work had impacted their lives so much. And he was so gracious. And then, of course, there's one jerk who gets up there, right? And he's like, you know, how come you didn't write Thor with red hair? <laughs> Apparently Thor in the mythology has red hair. Don't quote <laughs> me on that. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know. <laughs> okay. And Stan Lee, of course, who has probably been fielding this question for 50 years. Right. You yeah. know, just stares him down and is like, it may surprise you, but I don't write history books. 
Nice. And I was nice. just like, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that is an awesome response. <laughs> right. It's like, this is not history. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and part of the, you know, the decision you make when you're making comic books is to make the aesthetic. He's like, and blonde was more interesting of an aesthetic for us to have for him. So that's why Thor is blonde. And he's like, now, next question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Yeah, it was pretty very, funny. Very awesome. Yeah. Um. Well, all right. So here's the big story in the last couple of days, in the last like week or so, is that THQ Nordic bought the rights to the Kingdoms of Amalur IP from okay. 38 Studios, um, which is interesting only because they bought it from 38 Studios and most of that money is just going to go to Rhode Island State. Okay. Do you remember? Because 38 Studios is that studio that was right, owned right, by right. Kurt Schilling. Schilling, right, yes. Um, and they made this game, and as part of their attempt to bring business to Rhode Island, they gave them all sorts of, like, public funding, etc. Yeah. And um, woohoo, big surprise, Kurt Schilling, not a great businessman, <laughs> arguably not a terribly good human being either. Um, and so uh, everything crashed and burned. They made a middling action RPG that was well loved by some mm-hmm. um but meh to others. This one that I always had my eye on, but I just it was rated M, so I kind of had to ignore it. But now THQ bought it, which is really interesting because THQ Nordic is just buying up mid-tier properties hmm. like crazy. They bought time splitters, they own Darksiders, which I think is like mm-hmm. the definition of a mid-tier property, right? I think <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't mean like I love Darksiders. I think it's super rad, but like it's obviously and there's a third one coming out in December. But it's like you know, like some yeah. mid tier time splitters, and feels like they're just making B class games, and they somehow bought Kingdoms of Amalur, which I don't know what they're gonna do with it, but yeah, I think it's kind of cool. Okay. I mean, I'm excited to see what happens because I like people making video games. Does that sound like, and especially action RPGs as they go are like my favorite genre. So if somebody's going to make like a cool action RPG with like an interesting aesthetic and an interesting hook, I'm down. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know why not, but that's, that's like the biggest news. Um, I mean, TGS, obviously, you know, bunch of all the, the weeby stuff. Yeah. You know, there's there's definitely some anime games that were announced and all that, but it's TGS, you know. I mean, the, yeah, Square TGS announced is, some things. Yeah, TGS is weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I went once. Did I tell you I went once? Yeah, it was uh, it was extreme. It was very much much smaller than I anticipated it being. It was um, yeah, it was weird. I was expecting it to be like a big like E three size thing, and it was not. Um, and the funny thing is, like, not related to the games, we were at the convention center, whatever it is, where there were, um, you know, standard food, like Isaac wanted to order a hot dog. And he went up uh, and ordered the hot dog in Japanese. He had been, like, he studied Japanese um, when he was in college. So he was all pride of himself that he was, like, ordering in Japanese so that this person understood him really well. And then after he was done, this girl goes, wow, your Japanese is really good. <laughs> Mm-hmm. she's like man yep that's what happened my, my entire experience in france was that 
we would go up and we would start speaking French because we're supposed to be learning French, right? It's immersion. Right, yeah. Like it was with my high school, like in France to help yeah. learn French. And every time you open your mouth and start talking, they answer back to you in English and you're like, yeah, <laughs> I just stopped trying by the last third of the trip. I was like, forget it. And I just walked up and started speaking English everywhere I went. And yeah. I, there was only one place they looked at us like we were crazy. And I'm like, oh, where's my dictionary? I can actually talk to somebody. Right. That's funny. Movies and TV. So this actually happened a while ago, and I didn't know about it, but um, Chris Pine uh, apparently is done negotiating for the next Star Trek movie. And basically he's saying, no, I'm not going to do it, Um, which kind of is really bad for that franchise because (laughs) he plays Captain Kirk. Um, (laughs) But uh, William Shatner came out and supported him. He's like, he thinks he's doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I hadn't heard anything about that. And I like the Like, I'm not a Star Trek person. I've said that before. But I like these reboot movies. Um, so, uh, so, yeah. So, that's kind of not cool. I mean, obviously, he's got to do what he's got to do. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's kind of a more in-demand actor now. So, yeah. He's, he's got a little... Um, He's got a little bit more clout. A little more clout to, you know, do this negotiation. So yeah. we'll see. And, of course, uh, you know, we already know that he's um, going to be in Wonder Woman 1984. You know, it's really funny. I was looking up today to see if there was any new news on, on Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And there was a site that I found. I forget which site it was. was, like, listing out the cast. And it said, like, you know, like, Gal Gadot. Steve Trevor, blah, blah, blah. So it's like it didn't even list his name. It said <laughs> Steve Trevor instead of Chris Pine in the cast list. I was like, what? Somebody didn't copy it. Somebody, this yeah, seriously. <laughs> Pay attention. Um, <laughs> it was so funny, man. Um, okay, so I don't know if it was the last time we recorded or the time before, but we talked about how the Oscars had added a popular film category. Mm, yes. And now time. they have backpedaled and said they that have. they're not going to do that. Because it was dumb. Yeah. And exactly. caught on to, Oh, this is a dumb idea. Yeah. So, um, I mean, so, you're yeah. not wrong. No, I right. know. Yeah. It yeah. Is yeah. Yeah. It still is interesting. Um, what they might do to make things different. Yeah. The Oscars left less um, stuffy. Make them actually relevant. Yes. Instead of pretend. Yeah. So, I mean, they still want to do something, obviously. Yeah. um, But yeah, so they've decided not to do that. Um, So anyhow, let's see. Um, The Emmys are coming up soon. They're in the next weekend next weekend something soon yeah um so we've got all the nomination all the nominees um kind of the your standards um what you would think uh so drama series though is like there's a bunch of them in there that i that i like i mean obviously i like game of thrones the best but um (laughs) but i know regina that you love handmaid's tale and westworld is in there and stranger things um is in there as well so that's interesting um oh this is us i watched that too oh yeah Mm -hmm. um the other thing uh for actors so um nikolai coster waldahl got nominated for uh 
supporting actor this year. This is the first time he has ever been nominated. Uh, he plays, in case you didn't know, Jamie Lannister. Right. I was uh, going to say, I know that name. Wait in Game, <laughs> Game yeah. of Thrones, uh, which makes sense that he was nominated this time because he did a really good job this last season, like especially in that scene where Olena is telling him that she's the one who killed Joffrey and just yeah. his face and... Yeah, he did really well. Yeah, he didn't have any lines in that scene. That's always like my benchmark. Like, yeah, they convey without actually speaking. Yeah. 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 So that's really cool. Peter Dinklage gets nominated every year. Uh, I don't think he's ever won, but he gets nominated every year. Um, And then uh, Lena Headey got nominated. I'm just talking about Game of Thrones. (laughs) (laughs) Like skipping through all these other ones, but um, but Thandie Newton um got nominated for Westworld because she is awesome. Um, yes. so yeah, there's lots of um, you know, lots of of my favorite TV shows competing mm-hmm. with each other. So um, yeah, that's the problem with liking the same things. Then your shows are like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I still have not watched Handmaid's Tale. I don't have a Hulu subscription. I'm kind of like. I know you said it's great and I believe you and everything, but I'm kind of like, I need something else to get me to sign up for the subscription. Is what oh, I mean. sure. Sure. And Runaways else, would be yeah. one of the other series that they have. That's really good. But uh, we just yeah. recorded um, the geek embassy watches. I can't remember. I don't think we had recorded it last time we recorded the show, uh-huh. um, but that was like the first question Isabella posed in our discussion was why do we watch this show? <laughs> <laughs> nice because it is it's a great show don't get me wrong it's great storytelling the acting is fantastic the stories are unique but my goodness it is it's a gut wrencher yeah yeah so yeah yeah it's a lot to watch yeah i'll watch it eventually like i said if hulu comes out with something else then i will definitely um definitely um subscribe to it and then watch that as well um Okay, so I don't know if we talked about this before or not, but Shira is coming back. Um, it's going to mm-hmm. be a Netflix original. Um, and this it's November. Yeah, this November, like really, really soon. And I've like, I knew it was coming, <laughs> coming back because uh, one of my friends does one of the voices um, in it. So it's sort of been like off my radar a little bit because it's like oh hey look my friend's doing this thing that's cool um and so i haven't really been paying attention to it much um and not thinking it's like as big of a deal as it is um so anyhow yes so that's coming to netflix uh they released a new teaser is it today today yesterday uh it was within the last couple of days yeah um i think it's a really cool i mean I was not, I mean, obviously I was not in the target demographic for the original series, but right. um, I don't know if really anybody was, but um, <laughs> it, I mean, it obviously has loving fans, yes. um, as do a lot of those things, um, and it's been reimagined in really what I think is the best way. Um, you know, I know that there are some, you know, obviously some people threw a fuss on the internet because who doesn't throw a fuss on the internet um, about it? You know, like the characters aren't, they're not, you know, what's the, what, what, what were they saying? They're not sexy enough. And I'm like, whatever. <laughs> they're like, not objectified kids. enough. Yeah. That's a, yeah, there aren't I enough do, uh, I, cleavage windows. I, 
<laughs> I knew that I knew Regina had my back because um, uh, I didn't know what their complaints were. And I'm Regina's like, teaching just... women's studies this semester, so I'm all uh, over all of yeah, it. All I knew, you had, my, I, I knew yeah. you had my back. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> I got you. Um, I can always count on you, um, and I mean that <laughs> not trying to come off sarcastic. I mean that sincerely. You got my back, and so for me, it's like the original cartoon was developed at, to sell toys. Mm-hmm. And that's how you make toys because Shira was basically just a He-Man version of Barbie, and that's right, fine, yeah. right? That's like that's what it was. So the the cartoon had to look like the toys because it was just a half hour long commercial, right? I mean, dude, that's why Optimus Prime looks like he looks. Um, <laughs> so, um, but now they don't need to do that because they don't need to make toys. Yeah, you know? like when toys can look different, and also like shut up. <laughs> um I think it looks great. Um I love, you know, I'm guessing that it's going to have like a bit more of a whimsical feel to it and there's going to be a little bit more humor. Um I I mean, listen guys, the the universe is ready for a new show to come out and kind of have that like bring back something that was originally created for girls but has a you know, can be for everybody and mm-hmm. is just, you know, because My Little Pony is ending next season. Um, mm. right. Like, and I know that sounds weird, right? My little pony friendship and magic friendship is magic is ending. Mm. So this is the next thing, right? Or it could yeah. be. So like, shut up and enjoy it. Like, like things <laughs> stop being so miserable. Yeah. And like, trust me, if you want to see like cleavage on the internet, like for real guys, just like, <laughs> It's not that so hard much out there. Yeah. Like, it doesn't need to be in your kids. <laughs> it doesn't need to be in everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. it's in plenty. Um, and this is like, I can't wait to watch it with my daughter. Um, you know, I think this is a character that she'll really get into. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the sword looks cool. I mean, yeah. I like the sword. I want that sword hanging. Someone's going to have that sword hanging on their wall. It's probably not going to be me. But, like, I want that sword to exist. And it will. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, more power to them. I hope it's good. Um Speaking of Netflix shows, this Friday, The Dragon Prince, yo. Okay. Did you, have you either of you heard of The Dragon Prince? No. Nope. Okay. Nope. Let me paint you a picture. The Dragon Prince is a Netflix original series made by um, a, a group of people led by uh, one person who used to work at Naughty Dog, one mm. guy who used to work at Riot, and another guy who used to work on the team that was responsible for Avatar The Last Airbender. And it is written by the same, I believe, he he was involved in the writing, one of the people that was responsible for the writing for Avatar The Last Airbender and some of the world building. And the intention, their company was formed to um, create a universe so they could make TV shows, like Netflix shows and comics and books and video games all in the same universe. So mm-hmm. this for initial series is intending to do a lot of the world building to go along with the, um, you know, the world building to go along with, you know, cause they're going to make a game next. Yeah. And I think that is fascinating. Um, anybody that's listening, if you're listening to this, cause the show comes out on Fridays, uh, the show will be live. Um, and I will probably have watched all of it because, I have time on my hands. Um, and it, it, I mean, the animation looks absolutely stunning. Yeah, that's cool. You know, when I was working at um, a developer that I worked at, they tried, 
tried to do the whole multimedia property type thing um, with a game called Death Junior. There were comics. Um, there were talks about having an animated thing, and there were definitely games. But um, but it's tough to do. It's tricky to do to get um, all of the the media people on board to do all the different types of things. Um, yeah. But um, but yeah, it's 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 cool when you can do something like that developed all at the same time. So you're not having like a game based on something or a movie based on a game or, you know, all of that stuff is going on um, all at once, which is cool. Um, They're ending Big Bang Theory. Oh, yeah. Yes. And Tommy wrote about how Big Bang Theory sucks on the site. <laughs> of course you did. Um, it, kick them while they're down. <laughs> to the number to the number one comedy series on to I mean her her my, her your favorite thing sucks articles are amazing. Um she's definitely A plus to trolling. Like, <laughs> yeah. A plus trolling. Um, well we, we we have realized that the timing of your favorite thing sucks is very important to Oh yeah. So yeah. Yeah, she, yeah. Yeah. No, it makes she does kind of have to plan ahead or mm-hmm. be ready to pivot really fast. Yeah. Which yep. it looks like you guys figured that figured that out super quickly. Like yeah. I could tell that you obviously like I didn't know if that was part of the deal initially, but I was like at yeah. some point you were like, no, we gotta schedule everything. So yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. um because it was like, no, this is really good timing. Yeah, like, we had to jugger her. We had to change her dates around to get a couple of things in because she had done one on Comic Con a while back and had held on to it. And then I'm like, because I was like, no, that needs to come out the day Comic Con opens. And so yeah. we're like, yeah, timing all that. Super but awesome. Yes, so yeah, super, super awesome. awesome. Yeah. So Big Bang Theory is coming to a close, and mm-hmm. I read a tweet about it the other day okay. that I wanted to propose to the panel um, okay. as a discussion topic. Um, because, um, the, I, I don't have the exact quote, however, um, it was, cause in general, actual geeks with the exception of like me, I guess, don't like big bang theory. I liked it for because, a while. Okay. I liked it for a while yeah. too. Okay. So, um, for a little while, <laughs> but that, and that's fine. So, but in general, you know, like the geek community has turned its nose at the Big yeah, Bang Theory yes. for a number for of the reasons. Most part, yes. Um, with and so the 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 tweet storm, um, put forth the premise that one of the reasons that people hate the Big Bang Theory, um, is because it actually is a some because. It be, is because it is a more accurate representation of geek culture than we want it to be. Because <clears throat> if you include all of the bad stuff, like making fun of Sheldon's autism mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. rampant gatekeeping because they yeah. give people crap and the sexism and everything, like it actually includes all the bad stuff that we don't want to be part of geek culture. And thus we exclude, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it turns a mirror on, the, on the bad, on the bad stuff that we do, but makes it sound like it's innocent because I mean, at the yeah. end of the day, yeah. you know, and so I thought that was an interesting way of looking at it, which is mm-hmm. one that I had, I had always defended it because I was like, whatever, they're just stupid nerds. So <laughs> just like, and well, 
I, I've know. never I've never met a good sitcom character. Like well, sitcom I, characters by nature are bad people. See this yeah. this is this is what I always came back to and what what I still hold to be true um is it's the genre. Like sitcoms like like okay, one of my all-time favorite sitcoms is that 70s show. Okay, mm-hmm. I am not laughing with Kelso. Right. I am laughing at <laughs> Kelso. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because that's how he's written. You're supposed to be laughing at him. Mm-hmm. And 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 in defense of the Big Bang Theory, I've always said it holds to the genre. The genre yeah. is that's what situation comedies, laugh track comedies do. You look through 50 years of history of situation comedies. And people were laughing at I Love Lucy. Right. First, right? They were laughing at her and they weren't laughing with her. And I think that that is one of the big things the geek community takes away from it and says, these people are laughing at my community and that's not right. Well, and yeah, they are, but it is, it's indicative of the genre. That's just what it is. People aren't laughing at supernatural, you know, they're laughing at representations of sort of geek communities. They're not laughing. I mean, they're laughing at Eureka, but not in the same way. They're Mm -hmm. laughing with, you know, they're laughing with the, the funny dramedy of eureka yeah as opposed to the big bang theory does fall into that category and so i've always come to its defense with that and saying Mm -hmm. you know it's part of it's part of it but you know 10 seasons was it on 12 seasons now this is 12 you know it's it's gonna be the last yeah Yeah. it can be done 12 12 is beyond what it should have been for that for that to have carried it that's what it lost me like it was brilliant. They did a really good job of bringing the women in when they did because mm-hmm. they had just gotten to that point where they were cresting with the stories of the guys and they would have piv- they would have pitfalled if they wouldn't yeah. have. And they brought the women in. It changed the dynamic. It made them more mature. It made their stories grow. And I hung on for a little bit of that. And then after a while, I was just like, I'm not really digging these guys anymore. You know? Yeah. And, and, I yeah. actually, um, the reason that I stopped watching it is because they they fell into the stereotype that the women don't like the geeky things, um, which yeah. was really annoying, annoying. to me. Uh, oh, and they had yeah. this whole episode. We had a whole episode of Game on Girl about it back in the day where they went to Disneyland and they were uh-huh. all fighting over who could be uh, Cinderella. <laughs> right. And I was like, really? Really? Yeah. Like, this This is what we're doing? This is our, you know, our women in the show that's about, like, these are two and two of them are, you know, a neuroscientist and, you know, yeah. a biologist and the PhDs yeah. and they're fighting over who gets to put on the blue dress. Like, really? Yeah. Come on. And so I, I had a real I had a real issue with that. <laughs> so. Yeah. I don't I mean, think I saw that one. Clearly, well, you, didn't you get just that gave me angry eyes in our Google <laughs> Hangout. Um, and that episode aired years ago, and I didn't have anything to do with the production of it. And yet, somehow, I'm in trouble. You definitely gave me angry eyes. Dude, um, I, I, it's a, I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a hat in my office right now because my bl- it's so blindingly bright in here. <laughs> the angry eyes aren't necessarily just associated with you. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's because it, it's it, I mean it's dark here. I'm on the East Coast, so right. like, blindingly bright. Like that's not a thing. It's like nighttime for me. But like, so I just thought that was interesting. I agree. It is time for it to go. Yeah. Um. I just think that I'm I'm I, I I'm gonna watch the final season. I have a thing where I, I even if it's a show I don't watch, I watch the end of it. Um. Because mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like from a like because I'm gonna watch the end of Game of Thrones. Right. And like, I would probably have done it, but I probably would have done it 
even if I wasn't on this podcast with you. Okay. Um, and that's like, because, like I watched the end of Seinfeld and I hated that show, but I watched the end. Uh, of it. I mean, that was years ago. I hate Seinfeld. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> um, I really, it's just, and you know what? Part of the problem, my problem with Seinfeld is the same reason I can't watch the office and uh -huh. I can't like, there's just certain genres of comedy that I really struggle with. I struggle with the, with some of the episodes of the big bang theory too, because like, if it's based on like physically awkward crap, I really like, I just, I, it makes me cringe to the point where I can't watch. Yeah. Um, okay. It's, it's, it's a problem with me. I'm broken. I'm sure Seinfeld is great. You can love it. I'm not, I'm happy. It makes you I happy. I don't love it as much as Isaac does, but so, funny Seinfeld thing. When I was working at Pixelkin, Something came up. I don't remember what it was, but I made a Seinfeld reference and those three girls just gawked at me. Like I had no idea what I was talking about. And I was like, oh my God, I am old. <laughs> <laughs> they just did not know. And then when I stopped to think about it, I'm like, okay, yeah, they were born about the time Seinfeld yeah. was on. So, yeah, more or less. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to watch the end of it and I'm, but I, I agree. It's time to go. I just think the, the think pieces about that show, like from Polygon and Paste and things like that. I'm interested to hear what they have to say when it's over. Um, because mm -hmm. for all of its faults, of which I know it has plenty, um, it did serve them. I mean, it was... I don't think that it, I personally don't think that it's as bad as like, you know, my producer, the man behind the curtain will sit there and talk junk about that show for an hour. And I think it is about is a, a show that's about nothing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just I mean, that's what the tagline was, right? That's how they defined it. Well, no, that's Seinfeld. Oh, Seinfeld. Sorry. I thought we were talking about Seinfeld. No, no, yeah. no. He's he hates Big Bang. The, Big the, man, okay. the man behind the curtain hates Big Bang Theory to the point where he'll talk, he will talk junk about it for like an hour. Oh, okay. And I don't think it deserves that much attention. I don't think it does. <laughs> well, I think that's exactly it, right? Like, I think that it's it's a nothing burger. Right. You know, like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's entertaining. Like, yeah. we're never, you know, we're never, I mean, it's not going to, it didn't change the world. Yeah. You know, like, it was just a thing. Well, Did it? <laughs> you're the you're the doctor. I know. I know. Teach me. I know. Well, I'm just I'm just thinking. I don't. I'm I'm not necessarily going to argue that Big Bang Theory changed the world like that. I'm not going to argue. Um, but and I having just come from Rose City Comic Con, uh, one of the things that um, David Tennant had said one of the questions was something like, uh, what's the most rewarding thing you've done? And he's like, well, that's really hard for me to say. I've done so many different things. He's like, but it really is amazing to me to be up on this stage and have people still cheering for a character I created 10 years ago, mm. right? Um, who, who's created this, um, this community. Yeah. Um, and, and then he went on to say something that pretty much culminated in, well, the geeks have inherited the earth, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And geeks are popular now. Yeah. And I, I, you cannot separate the longevity and the popularity of the Big Bang Theory from geeks being popular now. Yeah, like those two right. things you cannot separate those out. I think one of the reasons why geek culture is more acceptable, the way a reason why more people know about it, is because or know, know about geek culture and accept it 
is because of the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, and I agree. I, yeah, I think that that's one thing that we can't we can't say it didn't because we don't know that it did definitely contribute to this this society that we're looking at now. Yeah. I can't wait for whatever whatever's next. Like that's one of the reasons why I think it it it, it outlived its you know it's it it shouldn't have been so long because yeah. because of what it was and what and and how it is a sitcom and it is making fun of them. Um, you know. I can't wait to see what's going to be next because if we have things like modern family that have, you know, completely changed the family drama or um, life in pieces, which is a CBS drama. I don't know if either one of you have watched, but it's like told in all these little vignettes of like the fan, this family, like interacting. It's super funny. There's no laugh track. I crack up out loud watching it by myself, which is always embarrassing. Um, I mean, I'm by myself and I'm still embarrassed to be laughing. No, but I do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, but that kind of thing, like what is going to be next that's going to be in an area where the geeks have inherited the earth instead of when Big Bang Theory started when geeks were still not cool? I mean, I think yeah. uh, maybe this is one of those like, you know, Big Bang Theory is Assassin's Creed 1 mm-hmm. and we're just waiting for Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah. And it's going to be bigger and better and it's going to be cooler and it's going to be fun and, you know. Because, I mean, someone is going to try. Yeah to grab that when it's gone. Like right now you couldn't make a, another sitcom about a bunch of nerds. You couldn't do it. You couldn't do it now. Right. With Big Bang yeah. Theory out there. Like right. if NBC tried exactly. to do it. Yeah. There'd be no way there's no way to do it. Yeah. But once they're gone, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it does make sense for NBC or for ABC or even for CBS to try and do it again. My only fear with CBS is that they would try and do like the Big Bang Theory, the new generation and have it be like their kids or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, they've already done that, though, because they had young Sheldon. So they tried to do, you know, they tried to capitalize on Sheldon, which I don't know if that made more than one season. Um, no, they got, it got renewed. It's back. It's back this year. You know what? I mean, the reality is he's a really charming dude. He, I agree. He is a charming guy, a, just in general. Good you know, he character. Also, yeah, is is an asshole. But yeah, but you <laughs> know, kind of the truth is that we're kind of all assholes, you know, so yeah. in our own way. And whatever story that can be told about us, can we can but, we look at? To, to my, for me, <laughs> I want him to succeed, just because I like him as a person. Right. Jim Parsons, I think, is. A yeah. super charming guy, super and nice Parsons guy. is going to, you know, he's at the world is his oyster after this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he can go do anything. But you know what? The, well, not necessarily, though, because yeah, um, sometimes you get because hard to break out of anything he does. Years. He's going to be years. Sheldon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's going to do something else. It is inevitable. Yeah. Like, freaking what's his name? The dude from The New Girl is on a new show in on CBS, The Neighborhood, and he's always going to be Schmidt to me. <laughs> he will always be Schmidt. Like, I see him just popping up over a fence and, you know, like, and he's on the show with Cedric the Entertainer, and it looks like it's going to be amazing. But for me, it's Schmidt. Right. Well, you know, and I, like I said, and I'll go back, you know, that 70s show is one of my favorites. And so um, Laura Prepon, who played Donna, um, you know, she went on to do uh, Orange is a New Black. Mm. And I definitely, I have no trouble not seeing her as Donna in Orange is the New Black. Well, I mean, they there's some imagery in Orange is the New Black <laughs> that will change that. The character's are a little different. Yes. But no, I agree but, with you. He's yes. a good enough actor. I think he should yes. be able to move on. That's, that's I, wanna, I think so, too. I just hope he's wise enough 
and I think he will be. I think he will be to too. I think he's pretty savvy. The right project, yeah, that so, is different enough from Sheldon to break him from it to really mm-hmm. force it. Like maybe he should do a movie where he's like a high school football coach. Like I mean. You know, something like that. Like, just really, just for which, by the way, he knows football a lot. I would absolutely watch a movie with him as a high school football coach. Yeah, he, I remember seeing an interview with him when Big Bang Theory was first, you know, airing. And he said he'd always really wanted to do drama, but he was always getting cast in comedy. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of goes in that general direction, mm-hmm. um, you know, to do something that's more dramedy. I mean, he can definitely do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, he can do whatever the hell he wants, including nothing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, twelve. If if you're if you you know invested well with what they made over twelve seasons, yeah, you know, you would not have to work for the rest of your life as long as you made some good financial choices. But yeah, we'll see. I know that he has. I know that he has because I've listened to some interviews with him. He's a huge fantasy football fan. (laughs) Interesting enough. Um, and, uh, so I've listened to him on like completely not entertainment related. Well, I mean, fantasy football is entertainment, but he was part yeah. of a celebrity league with at ESPN and he was, really? they interviewed him and he, yeah, he, he's just a very smart dude. So I'm sure he was fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's so crazy to think about it. It's 12 years. Yeah. You know I mean? It's a long time. It's but a long time. Anyway, so that was, that was the, I just wanted to bring that question to the panel and I'd love to hear our listeners. Yeah, Lose me too. And others tweet at us. Um, what are your thoughts on Big Bang Theory coming to an end? Because I'm, you know, I mean, everybody's going to have feels one way or another. Some people are going to be happy that it's gone, like the man mm-hmm. behind the curtain. Um, <laughs> others will be, you know, I'm sure there are going to be some people that are going to be really bummed. You know, I'm I'm somewhere in the middle. Like, I'm so used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm excited to see what they all do next. Um, yeah. you know, cause I know some of them really won't do anything. Um, you know, just because that's just the math <laughs> and none of them really, well, I mean, it's math, right? Like yes. you, you get an ensemble. Yeah. But then again, the Leonard, that guy, I forget his name because I don't remember anybody's name, but Pulaski. Pulaski. Yeah, he was on, like the last thing Johnny, I remembered Johnny. him from the was last so thing good. I remember him from was Roseanne. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. <laughs> so, and I didn't know how, ha- I mean, I, my Bialik, I didn't remember her as Blossom at oh, all. God, yeah. <laughs> Again, that's a, that's a not the target audience situation. Yeah, I know. Well, um, did, like, I love I, that show. And I, I love that show, too. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. Did you guys know that Jim Parsons made a can't, well, he had a small role in um, Garden State? No. Garden no. State. So uh, uh, the main character's like mom is like, dating around and she goes to what's the place called the night like you go to dinner and it's like the knights are fighting with each other oh like um the medieval medieval knights or whatever yeah Yeah, whatever the restaurant is that they joust yeah Um, she she ends up dating one of the jousters and it's jim parsons (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of funny yeah (laughs) i was half asleep we were watching that movie with with friends and I was half asleep on the couch and I kind of like had my eyes half open and I'm like, I sat bolt upright and I'm like, oh my God, it's Sheldon. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Books and comics. Have you guys been reading anything? No. I've been reading um, 
women's studies, new feminism for a new generation, <laughs> whatever my book's called. <laughs> whatever it's I've called. I've been doing the homework my students are doing. Shh, don't tell them. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, I just finished my reread of Uprooted by Naomi Novik. So completely awesome book. Um, it's going to be, it's our book club pick this month because it was, it's my month. So I'm hosting it and I got to pick the book. Uh, but all my friends are loving it, which is super gratifying because lots of times our book club, we don't like one or two people have actually read the book mm. or, or none. Oh, like, so it's uh, like when I'm teaching. I'm <laughs> <laughs> there was somebody that had a, um, I forget what it was. They had like a little plaque, not like a plaque. I don't know if plaque is the right word for it. So those little art decoration thing, like hanging in their kitchen. Mm-hmm. That's like my book club mostly reads wine labels. <laughs> um, so, um, so yeah, so it's kind of like that <laughs> book club lots of the times, but, but lots of people are reading it and they're loving it, which is really, really cool. And um, I'm currently reading her newest um, novel, which is called spinning silver, which is sort of um, it's got a little bit of a, retake ish type thing on Rumpelstiltskin. Um, but it's got some other stuff uh, thrown in there too. It's really interesting. I'm really liking it. So cool. that's what I've been up to. Um, Steven, have you been reading anything? Still, I, as, as was before, I am slowly plugging my way through the wheel of time, a little bit of time. Um, but I am also uh, reading um, for uh, inspiration purposes. I'm reading a book called uh, the best salesman in the world which mm-hmm. is um, I recommend this book for any entrepreneur or, um, you know, creative type or, you know, anybody like that. Um, Cause it says it's about the best salesperson in the world, but really it is about like seven principles through which you should, um, you know, live your life or, you know, operate your business, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. And it is, very inspirational. Um, you know, like this is the, this is like make this a poster and put it on your wall kind of stuff. Um, it's also incredibly short and $8 on Amazon. So (laughs) like, you know, grab it. Um, and I definitely recommend, I recommend it for anybody. Um, you know, because, uh, I learned a lot and it also, I think it has applications in like, you know, like corporate America things like that. Like it's a really good Mm -hmm. book. Um, this is going to be one of those books that I'm probably going to buy like a stack of them to like give to people. Mm. Like I gave it to my secret Santa at work last year. Um, and I have my copy and I, I'm probably going to start reading it every couple of months because it's, you know, a good kick in the pants to accomplish some things. So that's been taking over some of my reading time, but other than that, yeah, I'm slowly plugging away through a wheel of time. Um, I, this is going to be a slow and steady wins the race and I might be reading it for the rest of my life, but you know what? Um, I could be reading <laughs> yeah. way worse stuff, right? You could. Yes, that's true. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, um, George R. R. Martin's new book comes out in a couple months. Oh. It's, uh, it's all about the Targaryens. Um, hence <laughs> more proof that he's just not ever going to He's not going to finish. He's definitely not. No, anyone definitely. who realistically anyone who thinks he is is deluded. Delusional. Right. Yeah. Um Okay. Well, I think that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or any other feedback, you can send an email to geekingmoms at gmail.com. That is also our handle on Twitter. And you can also find us on Facebook. 
as noted at the top of the show, I think I said it at the top of the show. I don't even remember if I said it or not. But I work <laughs> right for the Geek Embassy every other week about Game of Thrones. This week, I'm going to be doing another reunion piece. Reunions we can't wait for. I'm going to do Arya and Melisandre. They had like a very tiny interaction uh, in season three, but it was intriguing. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going to talk about that this week. Um, uh, You can get me on Twitter at Nicole Tanner. Uh, Regina is head geek at the Geek Embassy and host of Game on Girl podcast. Uh, What else is going on, Regina? Oh, you were going to have the next episode of Game on Girl. Like I said, has Jamie from Espionage Cosmetics. Um, hoping, I haven't confirmed with Dante and Isabella, that we will also have a highlights of the con mm-hmm. included in that episode. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, Nicole's piece is coming up. Um, I'm not sure what Tahani has up next for your favorite thing sucks, but she also takes requests. So if there <laughs> is something you'd like to see burnt to the ground, um, geek wise, uh, she'd be glad to help you out with that. Do keep in mind, <laughs> she does also burn her own fandoms to the ground. So <laughs> she's like, this one hurt. Like she'll send me a message. This is ready to go. And it hurt me a little bit. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, okay. And Steven is editor and founder of Engaged Family Gaming. What's going on over at Engaged Family Gaming, Steven? Um, well, unfortunately, uh, my, the work laptop is dead for the moment. So some of our streaming will be somewhat limited, um, which was some of our big stuff, but I have finished uh, rebuilding my office. So I would expect more written content to come to the site very, very soon Cool. while I, I pray to the computer gods to get the laptop fixed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I think that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening and we'll be back with you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.